Hey friends, welcome to the Recess Podcast, where we take a break from our daily lives to discuss the worlds of business, psychology, and philosophy. My name is Rohan Harani. And I'm Jacob Swinney. And by joining us on this journey, we hope you'll receive new mental models and theories that you can apply in your life. Hope you enjoy it and let's get into it. So dude, did you see the last ever Federer match this week? I didn't. I did watch I did watch a video of him crying on the sidelines though, right? Did you see Nadal holding his hand and crying yeah. too? That wow. was like that Big hit moment, hard. right? Huge moment, dude. Like one of the greatest of all time, 20 grand slams and the end of the career just like that. Um, kind of got me thinking a lot about like what a career he's had and how much could be learned from from his time to, while playing tennis, right? Um, yeah, or really any athlete, right? I mean, yeah. I think ath- athletics is so like interesting because of the crossover and life do you know what i mean i think that's why like people like watching sports so much they can relate a lot to it even if they're not playing that it's a real tangible way to see like greatness and dedication and all those things like tangibly in real life you know yeah and i think that's what one of the big draws of sports is yeah i mean i was watching some videos of him afterwards and how he was talking about so many times throughout his career He's been kind of dismissed and people said, oh, he's won 15 grand slams. He's not going to win another. He's too old, right? He And like a lot of athletes get talked about like this, right? Tom Brady, Michael Jordan's always like, oh, they're not going to win another. Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps. And so there's something really special about these athletes, right? Um, yeah. And there's, it's always easier to say the negative than the positive. And it'll get, definitely get more, more views, more clicks. And that's why it's such a, a negative, like all those sports center stuff, it's all like Who's better? Who's better? Who's worse? Like yeah. this guy's. This is why the reason why this guy's terrible when they're LeBron all like greats Jordan. in their own rights. You yeah, know? you're comparing two greats, of course. Um, but it's interesting. So I was watching a video of Federer, and he was talking about like the power of self belief and how, in spite of so many people dismissing him, so many people telling him, "Oh, you just got injured. You can't keep playing. This is not good for you. You're not gonna last with all of these young guys here." He was talking about like keeping that self belief up and how much that's gonna help him in the future, right? Um, and it sort of reminded me, have you heard of the, of the four minute mile story? No. So there's a lot of, uh, pretty much in this pod, we'll talk a lot about like the lessons people can take away from sports, right? This is a phenomenal one. So, um, for thousands and thousands of years, um, humans believed that it was not possible for anyone to break the four minute mile. And they said your heart would physically explode. Like it's not even humanly possible to do such a thing. Right. Then enter Roger Bannister in 1957. He breaks this record. Um, and Nine, been, wait, wait, 1957? I believe that's the date. I mean, Dude, no way it was that long ago. He really broke the four-minute mile mark that long ago? Yeah. Like four-minute miles in like under five minutes or under four minutes? Under four minutes. What? Yeah, born in 1929. That's when it happened. Jeez, what was he running in? Like some like... 1954 is correct. So Bare feet or something? Like, well, so what? in terms of like every, every athlete likes to set goals, right? That's like a yeah. big thing. No one even set under four minutes as a goal. Right, because it, it just quote, wasn't unquote, impossible. Done, right? And so doctors were saying like, it's not possible. There's no point even trying for something like this until he did it. Now, here's the crazy part. In the next four years... 20 people broke the four minute mile. What? So for thousands of years, this record stood because people just believed that no human can do that. Then once they saw that one human can do that, 20 people in the next four years, it's not like the human evolution had some crazy breakthrough and we evolved as a species, right? All it came down to well, was they them get, like, believing. like new spikes or something, like I'm, new tracks exactly, or Exactly, right? What? 
it all came down to like self-belief. But I, what I understand is like when you run, you just run as fast as you can, you know? And so it's crazy <laughs> to think that, that that one little like belief thing could actually legitimately change your time that much. Yeah. You know? So like I was a sprinter in high school, but I would have talked to a lot of the cross country and long distance friends and they would always have, have a watch on them to pace themselves. So they know, okay, my goal is to hit this target. So I'm going to make sure for each like quarter mile, each lap, I'm, yeah. I'm reaching these marks. Right. And so they never ever set their own pace as under four minutes because it just didn't seem possible. Now, of course, it's not an easy feat now. It's not like, oh, once one person did it, everyone can do it. But the people who are really fast, now they at least believe it's possible. And so they can at least strive and push themselves to get to that mark. Yeah, it's that's, just a, kind of that's a really fascinating story. I love that story. Yeah. Um, another example of that was like I was reading about, of course, the infamous Super Bowl with Brady and Belichick down 27 to 3 against the Falcons. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Brady was losing hope and Belichick's like, so what? 21 points? Like, we can do this. It was three minutes left in the third quarter. He's like, it's never over till it's over. All we have to do is ed- execute with the fundamentals, um, play by play, drive by drive, and then they somehow did it. Came back and won the game. It's like most most people, most teams, like if you're down 10 in the Super Bowl with that much time left, odds of you winning are very low, right? Being down 21 points, that's like a whole different kind of feat. And that would, that's what makes these people like Belichick and Brady like different. Yeah, I, th- I think it's really important what you just said with the whole fundamentals thing. Like the fundamentals are so important. And while like <laughs> when, it, when it comes to sports, like people say this all the time. They're like, yo, it's all about the fundamentals. Like if you can't do the fundamentals, then you can't do anything. Yeah. Like you got to practice your dribbling before you can practice whatever. All this type of stuff, right? And people kind of know that. Yeah. But like you're not going to practice all these crazy tricks and trick shots when like you can't dribble or like kick the ball or you can't shoot a a free throw or something like that, right? But I think in life, it's the same way. Like the fundamentals are so important and people don't necessarily think of it that way. Uh, I have a couple examples. So Yeah, let's hear it. um, Actually, the main one I want to tell you about is like the whole fitness industry which kind of ties back into the sports thing. But the fundamentals thing is so, so crucial that, but that's not the thing people focus on, right? Um, So let's say, for example, like you ever heard of all these like crazy, like fad diets, like people are like keto (laughs) or they're like, oh, I I only eat like carb cycle or I I do all these crazy stuff, whatever. But like they never really like, stick with it because of it it's crazy and it's all because people just want to find shortcuts and find some easy way it's like (laughs) you ever like six minute abs or like five minute abs or like all these supplements that people are trying to take or they're like everyone's looking at like what is what can i take to like raise my testosterone like let me take like ashwagandha and like all this whatever it's like let me take steroids or something or yeah i want to optimize like i need to eat my protein within 20 minutes after doing my workout and all this crazy (laughs) stuff that like there are all these things that this like give you maybe one or two percent on your like on your realistically on your goal yeah. versus all the things that are like what you should be doing or the fundamentals, which are just like, you know, eat whole foods, eat clean, work out, train hard and like stay in on a, a calorie like deficit basis. and do it for a long time. Being disciplined about it. And it's just interesting that like <laughs> it's that same thing in sports and in life where it's all about the fundamentals. And like, if you can do the fundamentals well, then you'll be set. And you don't have to worry about all the bells and whistles and all these crazy little random tips and tricks and next cheat code or like five minute abs or whatever. Exactly. And like, if you think about the Pareto's principle, do you know the Pareto's principle? It's no. like, if you, uh, I'm, I'm sure you you know what it was, but if I explained it, it's like 20% of the, the things you do 
give you 80% yeah, of the results. Yeah, 80-20 rule. Yeah, and so it's like the tw- the 20% of the effort goes into like the fundamentals and just going to give you 80% of the, the return. Whereas people are focusing on all the, the stuff that's like so minimal returns on it. It's like if I eat my protein like right after, I have to get the perfect shake right after, it's like whatever, and you're just making yourself so many barriers of entry to like actually doing it consistently over a long period of time. And I think it's easy to overlook this because of media. I remember one time in the car, you and I were having a conversation about like, a lot of these YouTubers will put out videos saying like, oh, try this workout in order to get these results, like one arm pull-ups, like all these alternating Bulgarian split squats, blah, 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 right? But the, and, they're, and they're like jacked people. So then people will assume, oh, I got to try what they're doing in order to look like them. But it all comes down to the fundamentals. If you're doing the basics, you know, the squat, the bench, all that stuff, that's all you really need. But the point you made, I remember, was like, if these YouTubers are just telling you, oh, just follow fundamentals, just do squat, bench, deadlift, all these main stuff, they're not going to get any views. It gets boring after a while. It's boring. Right? After your so seventh video, and you've told sexy. all the fundamentals, then like, what's next? How do you keep your channel running with views, right? Yeah. Exactly. So that's why it's very easy to kind of get bogged down in all of these different fads and things like that, because that's what's sexy. That's what's new. That's what people are going to find online. Yeah. And it, it's, it's like that in so, so many other areas, I'm sure. And like, I know this guy, he's like a good friend of mine, really smart guy. He, he has these like, crazy ambitions but every time i talk to him it's something new <laughs> so he's like one day he's like he's like i want to be a doctor or i want to do this i want to do that he's like oh i retire hire early he's like oh, i'm gonna like travel the world i'm gonna do this and and he has like all these different goals and he keeps changing and over the years he's like oh he, he like went and got an mba he went and like went to grad school and then he went and like he's like oh now i want to be like a, a cna so i can like practice to be like go to med school and like all this stuff and it's like over the years, I've seen him do so many things, but none of them like built on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And he like m- missed the the mark of like the fundamentals, it seems like. And he's still doing like well for himself, but it just seems like long term, it seems hard to reach a goal when you're always changing the way you get there or like what you're going to do. Because like his, his goal is like obviously like do well, be successful and like travel, have money and like have like financial freedom but like when he has all these different ways he's like it's like the next shiny thing you know yeah and i think that's like similar in so many areas of people's lives where they just get caught up with the next shiny thing that'll make it easier to get somewhere versus doing the hard thing over and over and over again yeah and just doing it it's the same thing i think i don't know if we talked about this on a pod or not before but it was the same thing with like the running the marathon analogy of like how everyone wants to like find all these cool new gadgets and things to prep for their training, find the nicest water bottles that attaches to their hip, you know, like trying to find the nicest shoes that these like aerodynamic laces, like all these different kind of things, instead of just putting on the clothes and getting outside and running, right? One day at a time and letting that compound over time. With the running. Yeah, I think, I think I have a good story to tell you about this. Yeah. I, uh, um, I read a tweet, like, it was like a tweet thread or something, but it was really interesting and it kind of made me, got me thinking. Um, about like kind of how how like our topic today is like the the crossover of like sports and fitness and how it can the lessons you learn from those can be taken into your real life yeah but this guy basically was saying how he'd, he'd been working out for years and he hadn't made, made a ton of progress recently and he was just kind of going through the motions and he, he found on amazon they had these like one pound plates mm. so well the technically they're half pound so you have one pound on, on each side on each, oh like over when you add them together so he started adding them to his lifts and then every workout he he could add a pound. When you when you had to add five pounds or 10 pounds, 
because you only have two and a half or fives. It's intimidating. It's a lot, and it's like you can't do that every time. It's just impossible. But we can do it by pounds. You consistently do those like little small tiny change, and it's like, and, and over time he he's seen more growth in like three months than he did in like three years because he was just constantly growing and and he had more motivation to train because he was like consistently getting just like a tiny bit better and you could see it and, and track it and progress with it. And secondly, he was like, he, he was just like, just being able to do more over and over, and over again, just like over time compounded into doing a lot more mm-hmm. versus like every like three weeks, Waiting maybe like, like ah, I think I can do the next one and do a big jump. And then three, four or five weeks and maybe make a big jump and like failing and like going back down and like, just doing those tiny little small changes over and over and over again. And that's what we talk about before. We've talked about before in the podcast, those iterations versus, versus the doing a bunch of like big jumps and planning and doing a bunch of different things that are all just going to make it harder to start because you have more things you have to do to start. Yeah. So those little small, little tiny iterations throughout the your time mm-hmm. of like whatever it is, if you can find tiny ways to like improve over and over and over again and just to track it in small ways, um, the tracking is huge. huge. When you can measure that progress, it's a lot more motivating on the spot, you know? If I can see, oh, I'm going up one pound, I'm going up one point, I'm going up one pound versus just waiting for that next 20. So I know you jump. did this, um, this like Python training course um, and it had like a little like percentage thing of like what you've done over yes. the course and it was like out of 100% or something, right? Yeah. And so you just like every day you can see like, oh, I just like one little 1% more, like 1% more, 1% more versus yeah. like some some training courses that I've done are like, you do like a whole block of training or whatever, or like a month long of training. And then it says like, oh, good job. You did a month of training. And like, you're like, oh, sweet. And then you got like two months left. So it's like, you're like three out to one out of three versus like 1%, 2%, 3%. Exactly. Even when you just break it down to smaller, like levels of increments of measurement. Yeah. I was using uh, Code Academy and yeah, they would show a percentage bar for the overall introduction to Python Mm -hmm. course. But even within each module of the Python course, there was another sub bar that showed me my percentage to 100 for that and that was just so motivating because i could continue to see my progress right um that's actually another thing bringing it back that i was look uh heard from like a fetter fetter talk recently he was saying like sports and like tennis has kind of taught him that you have to set this grandmaster plan of here's what i want to achieve during my career mm-hmm. and then you continue to break that down into smaller and smaller and smaller goals right okay i want to achieve 20 grand slams throughout my life how do i do that i achieve like uh, this many grand slams for this many years. Now, how do I actually win each of those grand slams? Here's what I need to focus on. Here's what I need to build. Here's the different things I need to do in terms of my diet and my fundamentals and all of that, like we talked about. Yeah, I think this thing, this can come back to like business or any project you're doing. Like I take it back to like a real estate thing. Like if if I'm a contractor and I'm working on a house, I've had times where I would do it and I just be like, oh, like this this month I have to do this room. And then mm. I do it and I like each day I just be like, uh, and then my friend was like, let's break this down into like smaller sections. Like, okay, like this, this day we need to get this done this week. We need to get this done this month. We need to get this done. And then like each day we'd have like, all right, we have like for, for the morning, we need to do this project in the afternoon. We do this project and you just literally the same amount of work you have to do, but you just break it down into smaller sections because it's easier to comprehend that in your brain. And then over time you just get way more done. And so when, especially when you're putting like, tighter time constraints under those you work faster than you would if you were 
doing big things with large time constraints because it's hard to quantify that. Yeah. So if you can bring it down to a level that you can easily quantify in your brain, it makes it so much easier. Just like we were talking about the one pound plates. You might be getting stronger when you're working out over and over again, but if there's nowhere to quantify it in your brain, like you don't really have that motivation. You don't really have that like yeah. understanding of like, I'm actually growing and this is great. So if yeah. you can like break it down to a level where your brain can actually comprehend it, like just say you're like studying or something and you break down like, okay, instead of just saying like, oh, I need to study for this test. You can say, you can break down to like, I need to study these chapters. All right, well, I'm gonna study like this, many this, pages. this page yeah. for this many amount of time. You just break it down and you give yourself tighter time constraints. Yeah. It's like, huge. Like sometimes, like even, so when I used to do track and field, I was a sprinter, hundred meters. Sometimes it was hard to quantify those individual goals or the sub goals within the big goal, right? So for example, I wanted to run an 11.300 meter dash, right? Okay, that's a quantifiable goal. How do we break that down? Most people think, oh, you just run as fast as you can, right? But there's a lot of phases and things that go into place there. There's the start, right? Your reaction time, even before you actually start your running, there's a reaction time figuring out how to optimize that, right? Doing different kinds of drills, like falling starts and things like that. Um, then there's the whole drive phase, which is like the first 30 meters and how you kind of elevate yourself up into the ready position, full upright position. Then there's like the whole stretch phase where you're pumping like cheek to cheek, getting your arms in full motion, legs straight, like every, posture. There's so many little things that go into it. And it's hard to quantify that. Like, am I doing my drive phase correctly? Like there's not as many numbers to track it, but the point of being like breaking down that big goal of, okay, I want to reduce my hundred meter time from like 11.5 to 11.3. I have to focus on getting 1% better at each of these different sections. And then I'll be able to. Yeah. To and it's also goal. hard to, to balance between doing that and like optimizing all the little things and also sticking to the fundamentals and doing what's really actually the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think it comes down to like you master the fundamentals as much as you possibly can. And then you go from there. And once that becomes easy and simple to you, then you can go on and start optimizing other things. I mean, I think of like my like lifting progression or workout journey. I started out by like strictly focusing on all the compound movements and making those as as good as possible and then from there then yeah then from there you could optimize things that are like not as fundamental to actually lift lifting so like maybe then you get into supplementation or pre-workout or all those different things but that's already yeah. once the other stuff's easy to you and not like a super difficult something to quantify if that makes sense absolutely so like some of the takeaways are of course self-belief comes first First, you have to believe in yourself in order to actually make any of those things come true. Don't just depend on waiting for someone else to achieve this before you before you can. Um, we talked about like real growth comes from doing these small actions over and over and watching them compound over time. Um, and then just focusing on the fundamentals and building from there instead of trying to do all the fancy stuff first. Um, and it's just so cool to see like how many different takeaways you can get from watching these sports. And I think that's why they're such an inspiration to us as as viewers. Yep. All right. Thanks for hanging out. As you may know, Jacob and I are new to the podcast game, and we want to make this experience as best as possible for you. So if there's any specific topics you want to hear us talk about on the pod, feel free to fill out the form in our description. Anyways, this is Rohan. And this is Jacob. Thanks for listening. If you have any friends who you think would enjoy this podcast, it would mean the world to both of us if you shared it with them. See you next time. See ya.